I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Let's get into what we saw yesterday in the National Football League. And let's start with the Patriots downing the Dolphins in Foxborough, 23-21. Where the Dolphins do cover as two-and-a-half-point dogs. Patriots were minus 160 on the money line, total set at 41. The Patriots staying alive in the AFC playoff race now. They have to beat the Bills next weekend. So nice job by Mac Jones and company in this one. But I think the bigger story to me is the absolute downfall of the Dolphins, who still have a chance, but they have lost five straight now. They need some serious help to make the playoffs. Teddy Bridgewater started in this game, threw a pick six, did not finish this game. And it's crazy. We knew Tua wasn't going to play going in. And I said to Chelsea last week, I said, I'm not quite so sure Teddy finishes this game because he's very injury prone as well. It just feels like if you're the Dolphins, man, what – what a lost season. They had that great winning streak. Then they started playing better teams, and the bottom fell out. Doesn't help that Tua is gone, but what a reversal of fortune for a team that looked red hot middle of the year. Yeah, the Dolphins, I would have thought, were a team that could make a very deep playoff push with what they had going on early in the season. And it just kind of goes to show that when your quarterback's out and you're a team that relies heavily uh, on quarter with your, your passing game and all of that, like it, things can go south very quickly. Teddy Bridgewater gets injured in that game. He goes out with his finger. Skylar Thompson, I mean, he's a third string quarterback for a reason, not a ton of talent. They're not someone who can step up in these big situations. But I actually thought that the, the Patriots defense kind of won this game for him. Two interceptions, mm-hmm. a pick six. They really altered the way that both Bridgewater and Thompson were able to you know, throw the ball and lead this office offense. But in terms of just kind of for Dolphins fans, like that's a tough one to swallow after the way you played earlier in the season and then not having a very long shot of making the playoffs. Now that's got to just stink. Oh, absolutely. And when the Dolphins were winning midseason, we talked this about this about a month ago. And I was saying, you know, I like the Dolphins. They have a ton of talent. Tua certainly took a step forward. But when you were looking at who they were beating during this winning streak that they had, it was the Steelers, the Lions, Mm -hmm. the Bears, the Browns, the Texans. And so, yeah, it was impressive. But then what happens? Then they start playing much better teams. The Niners, they lose. The Chargers, they lose. The Bills, they lose. The Packers, they lose. The Patriots, they lose. So Miami's a team that, for all of their talent, didn't quite put it together. And again, to being injured, a big part of that, but just has been a big letdown in the second half of the season. Tampa Bay does it. 
It was not pretty, but they win the NFC South for the second straight season, beating the Panthers 30-24. to Had to come back to do it. The Bucks laying three. They were minus 175 on the money line at BetMGM. The total was set at 40 and a hook, and the over hits. They rallied behind Tom Brady and Mike Evans going absolutely nuts yesterday. And I, I, I feel like the Bucks are – they're interesting, of course, because they have Tom Brady. They're interesting because they have – a ton of talent, particularly on the offensive side of the football. But Kate, moving forward, now that we know Tampa will at least host one playoff game, it's a team that I still have a hard time trusting. Good on them for making this comeback. And Tom Brady was spectacular yesterday, over 400 yards passing, still having a very fine season. But overall, the Bucks are a team that they look like an 800 foot or a 500 football team sitting there at eight and eight. Yeah, definitely. Tom, I have no faith really in this Bucks team going into the playoffs or making a deep playoff run at all. I mean, they got down early in that game, 14-0, and I thought it was over. I thought Carolina was going to run away with this one. Tom Brady's going to be out of the playoffs. Like, it, it just – their comeback was – yes, it was great. He and Mike Evans were spectacular yesterday. But what has Tom Brady really done lately outside of, of the second half in yesterday's game to – yeah. make you say like okay this bucks team is going to be dangerous in the postseason like so far he has not looked like tom brady and i'm kind of thinking he maybe should have just retired last year stayed retired and, and not played this season because it's been a tough go for them and i'm not sure one game between he and mike evans where they have a great connection that doesn't change the narrative for me completely yeah i agree especially against the Panthers of all teams. And yes, right. the Panthers have been better, but still we're talking about Carolina here. So yeah, don't consider me sold on the Bucks. Now they will likely host the Cowboys or the Eagles around one of the playoffs, probably going to be Dallas. And that's when I expect that playoff run to end. The Packers in Green Bay at Lambeau Field, Kate ripped the Vikings 41-17. Packers were laying three and a half. They were at minus 185 on the money line. The total was set at 47 and a hook. So the over hits by the hook. And the Packers, out of nowhere, can make the postseason if they beat the Lions next week. It's always interesting in the NFL. Some teams fall off, like the Dolphins, for example, a great midseason, then everything fell apart. Packers midseason looked dead in the water, but here they are, Aaron Rodgers upping his game, the Packers defense playing better. Aaron Rodgers has more of a chemistry now with those young receivers. And there it seemed that if they get in the playoffs, who knows what they could do? Because we know when you have a guy like Aaron Rodgers, particularly with last year having went as far as they did in the playoffs, that they have a chance to make a run. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
Yeah, I, I would not count the Packers out at all, even if they do make the playoffs. Like, all the momentum is in the way of Green Bay right now, or on the side of Green Bay, I should say. That's probably better. What they did to the Vikings yesterday, everything that's gone the Vikings' way this season, all their, their close games they've won, the great bounces they've had on their side, that went out the window yesterday, and the Vikings could not have looked worse. There was finally an answer for Justin Jefferson, Jaheim Alexander, uh, covering him. He hit him with the gritty early in the game. I, I mean, it was just an <laughs> awful, awful performance for the Vikings. Kirk Cousins throws three interceptions. It just, it really could not have gotten much worse. And for Aaron Rodgers, come in, play the way he did these last couple mm -hmm. of weeks. I mean, there was talk about maybe him hanging it up uh, early in the season and having Jordan Love finish out the season and not Rodgers said no as long as we're not mathematically eliminated I want to play well they're not mathematically eliminated now and their future is in their own hands all they have to do is win out a uh, game against the Lions at home right is that, is that at home next week at Lambeau and I believe so I believe that game is I could check the old schedule here either it way is... where it is I think the Packers win that it's game. at Lambeau yep it's at Lambeau yeah so they're set up perfectly to make the playoffs, but uh, what they did to Minnesota had to be pretty demoralizing for the Vikings uh, after so many games of people talking like, oh, you're not that mm -hmm. great. You're just winning these close games. Your luck rating is, is, is way too high. And it all fell apart for Minnesota yesterday. I, that was just tough to watch for them. Oh yeah. It's hard to trust the Vikings and Kirk Cousins, especially yeah. in the crunch postseason when it counts coming up in 10 minutes golden state warriors have won four straight without steph curry in the lineup they try to make it five in a row tonight with the hawks in town we will preview tonight's slate in the nba she is kate constable i'm michael jenkins it is the daily tip for back you up presented by bad mgm if you're listening to us as you're driving to work we appreciate that but on your drive home you gotta listen to our guys nick costas and ken barkley on you better you bet they give you the latest odds and insights before the games get underway it's all on bql and all available on the odyssey app we did touch on it but yesterday at FedEx Field in glorious Landover, the Browns beat the Commanders 24 to 10. The Browns were getting a point. They were even money. The total was set at 41. The under hits it was an ugly game. B. Mitch, Brian Mitchell, former Redskin from back in the day, does a lot of local TV here, <laughs> was going off. He kind of went viral locally for calling this team trash and calling the game garbage. But you know what? He was right. Carson Wentz, three interceptions. Ron Rivera didn't know his team's playoff situation. And now, this is such a, God, you could do a whole segment on the dysfunction of the <laughs> commander's organization, which you know. But ultimately, I think the commanders have to wonder if Ron Rivera is the guy during the offseason. The problem is, even if they bring in someone new, Kate, I don't know how you immediately turn things around because there's just so much going on with this franchise. From the top down, the commanders are just an absolute mess. So even if you do bring in a new coach, you still have you still have stuff to fix at the top in order for right. the team to be fully successful, right? I, I mean, you can't just bring in a new coach and think that turns everything around. When I mean, you mentioned the, their their new mascots, the Hogs, they're being sued by by the Hogs, whatever team is, <laughs> right. is that is. Like, like there's just so much going on. So the fact that he didn't know Ron Rivera didn't know that they were going to be eliminated from the playoffs like that just speaks to what's going on there and the Browns defense finally kind of showed up I didn't think the Browns defense has been all that great this year when they're supposed to be a very good defensive unit but obviously turned Carson Wentz over three times 
Um, took th- three sacks for 19 yards too. Only a 124 total passing yards yesterday. It was just an overall just bad performance by the commanders. And if you're going to play that way, I don't think you're a team that deserves to make the playoffs in this scenario. No, I totally agree. Deshaun Watson did look better against a pretty good commander secondary. So I'm sure the Browns going into next season, certainly not going to make the postseason this year, but hoping that will continue in Seattle. Seahawks down the Jets 23 to six. Seattle was getting a point and a half at home. They were plus 105 on the money line. The total was set at 43 and a half at BetMGM and the under hits. Seattle still alive, but they're going to need some help. Seahawks need to beat the Rams next week, certainly possible, but they also need a Packers loss or tie to the Lions. Meanwhile, the Jets have been eliminated and I'm, I'm rooting for Geno Smith. Wasn't spectacular in this one, but certainly he is one of the favorites to win comeback player of the year. I think if you're the Jets, you know, you have a guy like Mike White who started in place of Zach Wilson, and he's definitely an upgrade. But moving forward, if you're the Jets, I think they need to draft a quarterback. Now, don't you think the Zach Wilson experiment is over now? Or are, are you still a believer in he, that he gets a third or a fourth chance here? No, the Zach Wilson experience is is long gone. It's, it's done, been right? over. It's over. The Mike White experience is over. Honestly, I think this is one of the best things that could have happened to the Jets is losing and being eliminated because had Mike White played amazing yesterday, if he plays amazing in week 18, he leads the Jets into the playoffs, they go on a big run. All of a sudden you're like, Mike White is the guy in New York. I don't right. think Mike White is the guy in New York. I think you move on from both of them completely or maybe keep White as your backup but you definitely have to look to draft a quarterback coming up. Yeah, they got to do something. Here's the thing. Mike White is not a bad quarterback. It's just that Zach Wilson is so terrible. When you see Mike White on the field, you're like, oh, my God. I feel like I'm watching Joe Montana right now. But Zach, oh, done. Zach Wilson, get him out.